What is sacred self? How can we learn to view and live our lives in a sacred way? This is a conversation that I had this week with Waverly Davis, who is a cultivator of sacred space, a guide and teacher, and a sound and breathwork practitioner. This conversation will give you tools to bring more awareness in your daily life, as well as ideas for cultivating both physical and spiritual sacred space for yourself to nourish self-love, ease, and fluidity in your daily life. This podcast is a prayer. If you would like to join in a global prayer for clarity and well-being through the knowledge of the wisest civilizations of this earth, this podcast is for you. Here, we look to simple and great knowledge, the one that has been placed in all of creation, on this earth and in our beings. We return to the silent wisdom of our hearts, beyond all the information of the world, to make a lasting change in ourselves and our communities. We are the ones we have been waiting for. Welcome everyone for joining us today in this really special episode with Waverly Davis, who I actually met on Instagram and she's an amazing human being who really embodies this aspect of self-love and self-care and is working to teach women, especially how they can really learn to love themselves, honor themselves, and create a sacred space for themselves. So I would love for you, Waverly, to tell us a little bit about yourself, the work that you do, and just so people can begin to know you. Yeah, thank you for having me, Laura. I love you so much, and I am so grateful to Instagram to connect for connecting us. It's just been such a nourishing journey to get to know you and to be connected, so I'm really excited to be here. And yes, so where to begin? so much to say. I think I'll begin with, I really came onto the path of self-awareness and self-care and self-love through beginning to work with plant medicine, which I know you all are. So it's such a huge part of your life and work as well. But I came to plant medicine really feeling lost. Like I was not really sure what my path was or what my purpose was. And then once I began working with plant medicine more regularly in my life, it really guided me to my path and purpose, which has now kind of the seeds have grown into my work today, which is helping women create sacred space for self-care, self-love, and self-awareness. And so I help women really create both physical sacred space, but also recognizing and being in touch with their own sacredness, their own divinity, and using that as a means to live more fully, to really connect with themselves, like you mentioned to help life become more easeful and flow. And um, yeah, so that, that's where I am today. I also do um, sound meditation, sound baths, both in person and virtually. And I also hold women's circles as well. But the foundation of my work really has been around the creation of sacred space. Beautiful. Thank you so much. It's so important. It's beautiful to see the transformations that happen for women when they begin to really shift that understanding and to recognize themselves as sacred and to make these simple shifts in their life that actually have such huge and powerful repercussions in the all different areas in their life so i would love for you to share a little bit about your story like how 
did you get involved in this work? How was your life prior to this? And how did that transformation happen for you? Absolutely. Yeah. So before I really found my path in plant medicine and really came into this work, I felt really disconnected from myself. I felt like I was kind of just doing what everyone around me says, said that I should do. You know, I working full time. Then I um, gave birth to twins who are now five. And that really was kind of the beginning of my awakening and the beginning of my understanding that there was more out there that, you know, I, I didn't need to stay on this kind of culturally constructed path that's really designed to mimic this like patriarchal structure that we live in, especially in the States. And so with the birth of my twins, I just realized that I had to do things differently. You know, I, I couldn't continue on with feeling disconnected from myself, with feeling out of alignment and so they really, uh, you know, are and have been some of my greatest teachers. And I feel the, the whole idea of self-love and really caring for ourselves and recognizing our own divinity. Once they were born, I was like just thinking to myself, how could I ever expect that for them if I'm not able to model that for them, you know? So they were such a huge inspiration to me in terms of really getting to know myself and really becoming connected to myself again because I so wanted that for them. And I and I just felt so deeply well. I, I feel part of my mission on this earth and this life is to help teach them that. And so I really have to be able to embody that and live that and model that for them. Um, and a big part of that for me has been around body positivity and really learning to love and embrace and care for and nourish my body as a means to self-love, you know, as a path to self-love. I think, again, this culture that we live in here in the States is so fixated on women having to fix and transform and change their bodies. And it's really not focused on how to deeply nourish and care for our bodies and love our bodies in whatever form they are in and, and really focus on the health of our bodies rather than the appearance of our bodies. And so my journey to self-love that has been so foundational for me is really the body piece and really connecting to and learning to love my body as kind of a vehicle to self-love. So yeah, between, you know, my kind of feeling out of alignment and disconnected and then giving birth to twins and being like, whoa, the world is a whole different place now. And I really want all these things for these magical beings. And I, I just feel like I, I want to be able to embody and model that for them. And so I think that that yearning and desire inside me is really what led me to plant medicine and and really started me on this path. That's that's amazing. It's so inspirational. And this is actually a great introduction to how we can begin talking about sacred space and what does that mean for different people? How can we start to create sacred space for ourselves? Yes, such a huge, such a huge topic and so much to explore there. But the way I like to think of it is both creating a physical space in our home, but then I also think of it as how can we make life a 
sacred act. And so starting with the physical space. So one of the ways that I work with women is I help them to create physical sacred spaces in their homes through the programs I run and such. And so to me, that means creating a physical space where you can go and have quiet as much as possible and have really a space for reflection and stillness and prayer and gratitude. And so the way I have found to do that is by making altars. And I know a lot of times people can get hung up on, oh, I need to have a whole room in my home and it needs to be filled with tons of sacred objects and instruments and just, you know, all these things. But I tell women, actually, it can just be a corner of your closet. Like if that's what you have, we really need to make this attainable and work with what we have. So I like to ask them to bring, you know, find a place. Again, it can be as small as a corner of a closet if that's all that's available to you at the moment. And just put a few sacred objects in it, you know, a photo, maybe a crystal, maybe an object you found on the earth that has significance to you. But it can be just, it can be so simple and still be so incredibly powerful. You know, you don't have to have every crystal and every salt lamp and all these like, you know, material items. That's really not what it's about. It's about actually creating just even a small corner to be in stillness with yourself. So once I have women work through the process of setting up this space, then I guide them through all sorts of practices they can do while they're in the space. So that's how I think about it from kind of the physical creation of a sacred space. I also think of sacred space in how can we make, you know, living day-to-day life more sacred? Because I think we can always pause and slow down and find the sacred in everything. And so the way I like to phrase it is making the mundane magical. And so I like to kind of ask women, how can you make packing the kids' lunches a meditation? Or how can you make doing the dishes a spiritual practice? You know, because I know that can kind of sound a little out there, but with intention, with slowing down, with breathing, with prayer, those things can become really sacred acts. And so while I love the physical creation of sacred space where we can go to our altar and we can do lots of different practices, I think we really also need to tie in the piece of life as a sacred act so that, you know, we're not only experiencing the sacred when we're at our altar, but we're also creating the sacred in any moment with intention. So I kind of, I kind of think of it in two separate ways, but, but also remembering how much they're tied together. Definitely. That's so beautiful. And it's so important to know that something that we tell people a lot in our retreats is like, okay, we're in the ceremony that is the retreat, but then we're leaving into the greatest ceremony that is life. And so So how can we view all of life as a ceremony? And when we shift that attention and we really understand that, then we are able to see the teachings that come in every single opportunity, every chance that we have to not go into the reactive states, but to take the time, just like when you're in ceremony, that you're observant and you are taking things in and observing things in a different way with a different attention. How can you bring that awareness to your daily life to really help you maintain that state of connection and that consciousness that all of life is a ceremony and that we really can have very profound moments of spiritual connection and well-being and deep meditation 
information and insights and understandings through something as simple as doing the dishes. So I really love that you mentioned that. And it's a powerful shift that we can all make in our lives. So you speak a lot about the importance of resting in this society. How can we really use the power of rest to nourish us? And why is it so important? Absolutely. It's so huge. And again, going back to the culture that we live in here in the States and much of the world too, but especially in the States, we really get this messaging from so many places around us that we're only worthy if we're productive, that we should always be busy and that if we're not, we're lazy and, you know, we're just living a meaning, meaningless life. And so I think when we're getting that messaging constantly, be it, you know, consciously or subconsciously, it has such an impact and it creates this super negative frame around rest. It really makes us feel we aren't worthy of rest. And so rest for me has been one of the most healing and transformative experiences I've ever given myself. And I had to go through quite a journey of tearing down those walls that I had built up inside myself that I always needed to be busy and that it was only worthy if I was producing. And so for me, I've really learned how to I like to think of it as like the practice of pausing and asking myself what do I need in this moment what would be nourishing for me in this moment and so you know just giving myself time and space to rest and and not feeling like okay I should go out for a run but my body is really telling me I want to do a walk or a gentle yoga practice you know so really being able to kind of differentiate what our body and our minds and spirits need versus what you know, this culture is telling us we should be doing. And so what I like to do with women is I like to help them set up like a, a self-care rhythm and routine so that they're actually building in rest into their life consciously. Because I think it can, rest can be the easiest thing to put aside. You know, like, oh, I could rest or I could write this Instagram post. Oh, I could rest or I could respond to these five emails, you know? And it's like, no, like rest, we've really got to reframe it to have rest as a priority because the beautiful kind of metaphor we have for this is like we cannot pour from an empty cup we can't pour into our children we can't pour into our jobs our friends our families if there's nothing to pour out of the cup so we have to be consistently filling our cups back up and I think one of the most important ways to do that is through rest and really asking ourselves what kind of rest is most nourishing for us because it can be different for everyone and so yeah I really like to use the cup analogy that like if we are not full if there's nothing in our vessel there's nothing to pour into anything else and anyone else around us but I think the hardest thing for women women I've worked with myself just women I know is really getting past that that kind of culturally constructed barrier that we're only worthy if we're producing so yeah that's a huge 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 journey and big work for sure Yes. And that just completely ties into something that we really like to talk about, which is returning to our natural rhythm. It's really honoring our rhythm and how can we connect and listen to our body to know what we really need? Because our body is like our greatest teacher. It tells us exactly what we need. But in our society, we have been so used to negating our body and using things to push it beyond its limits. And that's when we really get into deep and 
imbalances and even illness and different things that impact the rest of our lives just because we're not listening to our body. But actually, if we take the time to rest, however that may look like for you, it could be taking a nap or maybe going on a walk or whatever it may be, you actually become so much more productive in everything else that you're doing. And that's what, you know, it's like, sometimes we don't really understand that. It's like, oh, I have such a big project that I need to work on. I can't rest. But actually, if you give yourself the time to rest because your body needs it and it's asking you for it, then when you go to work on that project, you are so much more inspired and you do it better and so much quicker than you would have if you didn't give yourself that time. So that is so important. And it's really beautiful to remember. I just want to say I'm, you know, I work full time. I'm running this business and doing this work with women and, you know, raising five-year-old twins. And I have an amazingly supportive partner and family, but there's no way I could do any of these things without really giving myself intentional time for rest like that it would not be possible so yeah it is it is everything absolutely yes definitely lastly I would love to ask you what are some simple methods that can help us transform overwhelm into ease so when we're feeling so overwhelmed what are some very simple things that we can begin to do in our life to help us make things more easeful and enter in the state of fluidity such a great question and so important yeah so there's so many things <laughs> I, I literally spend you know nine weeks with women in my program unpacking this so I could talk for hours and hours but to not keep us here for hours and hours one of the biggest things for me and and for the women I work with is to really learn how to check in instead of checking out and so I think it's so easy for us again in this culture to check out and we're almost programmed and it's normalized to do so and so I really like to help women work with bringing their self-awareness to a place where they can notice when they're beginning to check out so they can notice when they're about to scroll Instagram or they can notice when they're about to just start answering emails because they're like what else should I do right now they can really notice when they're just wanting to binge Netflix even though it doesn't feel good in their body and so when we can begin to notice when we're starting to feel kind of these sensations of checking out coming on if we are able to notice that then we have the ability to make a different choice and so we can choose to check in rather than check out and so for me checking in means slowing down taking a breath and really asking ourselves what do I need right now you know we ask everyone around us what do you need right now especially as women we ask our kids we ask our partners we ask our co-workers and our bosses and how often do we actually ask ourselves what we need you know it's like oh my gosh that sounds like the wildest thing right but it's really it's such a radical act to ask ourselves what we need which is wild to think it's radical but it certainly is and so yeah I, I really like to help women kind of navigate this place of checking in versus checking out and then like we already talked about really thinking about how we can make the mundane magical so how can we bring awareness to doing the dishes or for me one example is I have a car line to pick up my kids from school every day and it's about a 20 minute car line and I often feel the sensation of wanting to scroll Instagram but I will say no this is my time to just be in stillness and notice the trees around me and just have quiet and it and I can feel the resistance so often to go on Netflix or whatever it may be or not Netflix 
Instagram, but it's like, I continue to return back to myself and remember that like, I'm giving myself what I need in that moment. Also, you know, like we spoke about creating some kind of small sacred space for yourself in your home where you can go and just be in that place and give yourself, you know, even if it's five minutes to close your eyes and be in stillness or say a prayer, like, I think those moments are really like, they build up like in a piggy bank. Like I really like to imagine them as little like stars filling up a glass jar. And it's like the more of these small little intentional moments we give ourselves, the more they kind of build up in this jar and we just have a more nourished life when we're able to pause and and kind of replenish that jar, fill that cup. So I think, you know, there's so many other beautiful things like so many living cyclically practices I work with. I know you all work so much with women on that too. So there's so much I could go into around that. But yeah, I think it really like self-awareness is really the beginning, you know, really being able to slow down and pause and ask yourself what you need. And I even, one last thing that sounds really funny, that's been so helpful to me is I put up little sticky notes around my house that either say a mantra or say something that reminds me and kind of triggers me to check in with myself. And I'll just sometimes glance over at it and, and it helps me to be like, oh yeah, okay, let's slow down for a minute. Let's slow down for a minute. And so even just things as simple as like putting up a little reminder somewhere in your kitchen or where you'll see it often has helped me and a lot of the women I've worked with too. I love that a lot of this is completely connected with just bringing awareness to our daily life. It's so beautiful to train ourselves to really be conscious. And that is actually to live in like a constant state of meditation and awareness, because then we get to make the choice of, okay, how can we make whatever we're doing into an opportunity to really be in my life, to be in my life experience, to take it in. And that just makes it so much more magical. And it really can transform because you are conscious and you're giving yourself the space to be in it. So I'm really happy that we have had this conversation, Waverly. It's really powerful, beautiful work that you're doing. And I would love for you to tell anyone that's listening who's interested in learning more about you and your programs, where they can find you, how they can connect with you and get access to everything that you offer. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I feel like we're such reflections of each other and each other's journey. So it's also just so beautiful to be witnessed by each other and all of this. But yeah, so right now my program Sacred Self, which really goes so, so deeply in all of the things we've talked about today. It's nine weeks long. It's fully virtual. Um, We meet once a week for nine weeks. And so we're really going deep into self-awareness, self-care and self-love and creating space to really nurture and grow those things. So you can learn all about that on my website, waverlydavis.com. You can also find testimonials and all sorts of things there too. And then you can, if you're on Instagram, you can find me at heywaverlydavis. That's where I, I'm, you know, most active on my Instagram. That's where I share kind of most of my work and, and do a lot of connecting with folks on there. So you can find me there as well. Thank you so much. And I will add all of these links to the show notes. So anyone that's listening, you can find all of those direct links on the show notes. Thank you so much, Waverly, for being here. 
it's been amazing and i just i'm so grateful to know you as well and i'm so grateful that you are offering this work to the world mm. it's very necessary and it's very life-changing not only for women but for their families for their relationships for the way they move in their work for all aspects of their life is so important that we as women begin to shift from the more masculine do 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 aspect that the world tries to impose on us into the more feminine way of really connecting with ourselves and honoring where we are and actually moving from a place where we move best and how we actually work better. And that is such a honoring of the divine feminine as well, which is beginning to awaken once again in the world. And it's very beautiful. Thank you for listening. It is an honor to walk with you and grow together on this path of life. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review and share with your friends and family. Learn more about our work at ancestralknowledge.co. Yes, .co. We wish you many blessings. Until next time.